Listen, there's a popular mindset in the world in which we live in here today that says that there's just a, we're, we're coincidences, we're accidents, and there's maybe really no purpose or reason for our existence. We're, the, we're, we're, we're part of just cosmic collision or molecular mishap or, or what have you. Kurt Vonnegut in 1973 wrote this, this poem called Cat's Cradle that it says we're just lucky mud and we were able to, to be able to set up and kind of look around at everything and then we just kind of went back to whatever. We believe, and I believe scripture gives clear reference and evidence. There is more to you than just a pile of lucky mud. As we talked about last week, we talked about how we are God's workmanship. In Psalm chapter 139, the psalmist says, you've knit me together. I am wonderfully made. We, we, we talked about how, how there is no one listening today. That is an accident. Listen, do you think that what takes place catches God by surprise and off guard? No, come on. He's God. And, and, and none of us are accidents. We believe that, 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 that you are unique. There is another person like you. We talked about last week when you just consider our human body, that, 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 that we are priceless right? Science is trying their best to, to recreate and develop this, but, but, but it is priceless when you consider how your body functions and operates. You're not just coincidence. Are you with me there? I, I loved last week. I was, I was out and about around town and, and someone that was listening last week said, I'm a, I'm a wonderful specimen. I'm a unique specimen. And he kind of taken a little overboard. I did make that statement that, that we are unique specimens and we're, we're pretty incredible. Um, but, but, but we're not meant just to, to walk around and tout who we are and how wonderful we are. We're going to look at that here in just a few moments. But I made this statement also last Last week to set us up for today, that everything that God creates is created with a purpose. That, 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 that we've been created and, and, and we're not just to, to occupy time and space. We're not just a pile of, of lucky mud, but God has created you. And check this out. You're still here on earth today. You're breathing and you're alive and you're active. There is still something according to this purpose that God has for you that he wants to see you carry out. You're here. If he were finished with you, you wouldn't be with me right now. Are you, or are you with me right now, right? Wake up, let's go. But God, there's nothing that God creates just for the purpose of just creating. Everything always has a purpose. In fact, I love this verse in Ephesians chapter two, verse 10, that speaks to this. It, 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 it's kind of a carryover in the first part from, from last week's sermon about how unique and incredible and wonderful we are. Look what it says in Ephesians 2, 10. It says, for we are God's masterpiece. Come on, just tell your neighbor right now. Say, oh yeah, he's talking about me right now. We are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus. Here it is. So that we can do the good things that he planned for us long ago. I, 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 I love how the passage translation states Ephesians 2.10. Look what it says in that version. It says, we have become his poetry. Uh, a recreated people that will fulfill the destiny that he has given each of us. For, for we are joined to Jesus, the, the anointed one. And even before we were born, God planned in advance our destiny and the good works 
that we would do to fulfill it. Paul's writing these words and, and that word masterpiece is, is actually, a, 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 we, we get our English word poem. The, 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 in, in the Greek, it's the word poema. Listen, we are God's poema. That word poema means um, craft, handiwork. You see, when you consider who you are, you are God's poema. You are his masterpiece. You are, are his craftsmanship, his handy work. The next time someone tries to talk trash about you and say that you're not worth anything, say, you don't understand that I am a poema. We get our English word poem from that and it's skill set. It's a craftsman work of some sort. That's who you are. God is the artist. God is the original originator. And, and, and not only are, are we his, his masterpiece, but, 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 but we are to live like that. You know what? Some of you may own some form of a masterpiece, maybe a, a, a painting or a sculpture of some sort. I, I know that some of you, your refrigerators are littered with, with masterpieces that your kids over the course of the years have, have created, right? And to other people, it doesn't look like much. It's just some colors and shapes and it's just a blob of stuff. But to you, isn't it a value and worth and it means something? That's why you display it on your refrigerator. You you understand its worth. God looks at us that way. And none of us are an accident. There, 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 there's not one of us that, that he's created where he says, oh man, I really messed up a little there. No, you're his poema. You mean something to him. But here's the difference about us and maybe a piece of art on your refrigerator. We've been created as a masterpiece of God and there's a purpose behind our creation. There's something in you that God wants to accomplish that is of kingdom worth and kingdom significance. There is a purpose, as Paul says in Ephesians, there is a calling, there is a unique destiny for every one of us listening in this room or via technology today. You're not meant to be placed on a shelf somewhere and just looked at and so that we can maybe become puffed up or ego swell or whatever. No, no, no. God has created you, unique masterpiece poema for a divine purpose. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. And I want us to begin to press in and understand and maybe discover, maybe for some of you, for the very first time, this unique calling that God has for your life. There is something that he has for every one of us. There's a purpose. There, 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 there's something that he's looking to you, masterpiece, to, to, to fulfill in, 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 in his kingdom work here on earth. You know, when you look that word purpose up in the dictionary, this is what you're going to find its meaning to be. Purpose is that reason for which something is done or created or, or, or for which something exists. So let me talk to some masterpieces today. Do you understand and know what your purpose for existence is? There's a great calling on your life. And it's all unique. 
They're unique individual callings. I believe that there are some general callings and purposes on all of our lives that I find in Scripture. For instance, I believe, first of all, one of our purposes is to have a relationship with God. You were created to have a relationship with him. And if you, don't, you, you, you are here today and, 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 and do not have a relationship with God, you, you've never, that, that, that relationship is, is available to us through, through a relationship, through, through Jesus Christ, his death on the cross for us and, and us coming to that place where we understand that, 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 that I have life through, through the death of Jesus. And, and, and the only thing that gives you and I the possibility of having a relationship with God is, is what Jesus has done on the cross. It's not about us working harder or going more or memorizing scripture or giving more. Listen, listen, what brings me a sinful person into a relationship with God is the death of Jesus Christ on the cross and my receiving Jesus Christ as my savior and the forgiver of my sins. But you need to know that every one of us in this room, when we were created, that was God's plan and desire for you. That you would have a relationship with him that's vibrant, healthy, dynamic. That's why we are, I'm excited to launch this Rooted study this evening. By the way, it's packed. It's, it's wow, come on, Red Bull, let's go. Um, but but that's, it's, it's, it's overflowing. We, we have no more room for anybody else to sign up for Rooted. So if you didn't sign up, you have a dull and boring life until January. I'm sorry. We're just, no, that's not what I'm saying. We have other groups that you can sign up for and stop by connections and get connected. But, 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 but we understand, and I hope none of us are satisfied where we're at currently with God. It might be great and awesome, but I'm listening. God wants to take you a little bit deeper. He wants to grow a little bit stronger and closer uh, to you, right? And so that's why we're gonna continue to dive in and develop even deeper roots, every one of us, this vibrant, dynamic, growing, healthy relationship. I, I also believe that as we looked at last week in Genesis, we, we are image bearers. God has, has created us in his image and, and he wants all of us to have his image and his character. You know what that means? We're, we're to put God on display for people to see. Through the lives we live, through the words we use, we, we are image bearers. We've been created in his image. We, we possess his character and we are to put it on display for other people to see. How you doing in representing God? <laughs> wow. Anybody want to confess something? We struggle, don't we? Hard, but that's one of the purposes you were created for. We, we, we also were created to be an overseer here on earth. You, 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 you remember that God created all things, but, but he gave man and woman this, this responsibility to be stewards, to be the managers, to be the overseers of, of everything on earth and all of its inhabitants. There are things in your life that God has entrusted to your care and you are to give great oversight. You are to manage it on his behalf for him while you're here on earth. Your family, you, you are to lead that and give great godly oversight and management to that. Your finances, they're not yours. They're a blessing from him. You are to manage that well and steward it well for kingdom purposes. Relation, your body, your health. Listen, we, we give oversight. And, and, and also I would say that, that, that you were created to, to, to reproduce both naturally and spiritually. 
We, 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 we were created to, 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 to bring children into the world and to raise them in a godly manner, train up a child in the way he should go, correct? But, but, but we're also called to reproduce ourselves spiritually. That means that we're to tell others the transformation that Jesus has, has brought to our lives. We are to be his ambassadors. We are to go into all the nations and baptize them and teach them and disciple them. How are you doing when it comes to sharing your faith story with someone else? That's our purpose. Jesus didn't save you just so you get a ticket to heaven one day. But he saved you and he's transformed you so that while you are here on earth, that you would bear witness to the transformation he's brought in your life. You clap for that. That's really a good point right there. Thank you. Come on, guys. Go with me. Go with me today. I love that. We're created with a purpose. So many people, though, don't get that. And they don't understand that. And there are so many people in our culture today that are walking around purposeless. They don't know their reason for existence. They don't know why they've been created. They're just trying to make it through another day and they're trying to work hard and, and they're trying to do it all alone and they're missing out on this one who created them and, and what he can, the role he can play in their lives. And they're just trying to work and work harder and harder and, and, and trying to make it alone. The enemy snuck into so many people, people's lives in our culture today and he's, 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 he's tried to, to, to make them feel insignificant. And oh, come on, you, you, there's not much you can contribute. For others, he's, he's kind of deactivated this passion that we once had. This, this gift or ability or skill set or this passion that maybe for some of us we used to, to run with. And he's kind of, he's, he's kind of deactivated that. Is, and, and what once brought us great joy and purpose and direction and guidance. And now just kind of like, you know what, I'm done I don't have the energy, the strength that I used to do. And I'm going to let the younger, it's time for the younger people to, to rise up. And, do, and, and for some of us, we've just been deactivated by the demon, you know, and we're not living our life on purpose. Well, I want you to understand and see today as we dive into to scripture that, that God still has a great calling on all of our lives. In fact, Paul says he planned it long ago. As David would write, as we looked at last week in Psalm 139, as you're being knit together and wonderfully created in your mother's womb, long before your parents ever saw your face or long before you ever knew what you were gonna do professionally with your life, God, the Bible says, had a plan for you. And there was something that he wanted to use you for to fulfill kingdom destiny. And I'm just gonna say it right now because I'm a preacher and you expect me to say it. I really believe that the happiest, most fulfilled people on earth are people that are walking towards and in this God-appointed kingdom destiny. Remember what we looked at last week in Genesis. Genesis 1 and in Genesis chapter 2, it says that God took some dust of the earth and he shaped and he formed the, 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 the shape of a man, but it was lifeless until what happened? Do you remember? God breathed into the man's nostrils. It was the very breath of God that brought that shape of a man to life. I believe people in our culture today that are pursuing this God purpose, God given destiny, when they're walking in the spirit of God, those are the people that are the most fulfilled and happy. 
the most joy-filled. Do, do you know someone that's joy-filled? You can just see it in them. That, that, that's why when I go to places like Indonesia or Africa, when, when I look around from an American mindset and see that they don't have as much as we do or their, their living conditions are, are, are not as, as, as nice as what I think they should be, they still seem to have so much more than I have as an American. You see, they have joy. They are understanding their purpose and their contentment and they're living in that and they're walking in that. Someone who has nothing, who uses an empty water bottle from a mzungu, a white man, to, to play soccer with, excuse me, football with, to, to think that that brings them great joy and delight. And for me to go, they're just kicking around an empty Ozarka bottle, but yet they're thrilled. Are you walking in your God purpose? Are, are you fulfilling this destiny that Paul says in Ephesians 2 that God had planned and mapped out for you long ago? Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11 is probably most of your favorite verses in this room. Some of you have been to Hobby Lobby and paid 50% less for a <laughs> fake piece of barn wood that somebody painted a machine painted and, and it's got this tattooed on that. We love this verse, don't we? It's one of the sexy verses for us as the church, right? I love how the message translation reads and in Jeremiah 29 verse 10 says, I know what I'm doing, God says. I have it all planned out. We could stop right there. God's got your life planned out. I'm just praying that you would understand that and tap into this plan. I know what I'm doing. I have it all planned out. Here's, here's what we like. Plans to take care of you, not abandon you. Plans to give you the future that you hope for. We love that, right? But, but I love the verses right after verse 11 there because there's, there's kind of a transition that takes place. While it is true that God has set us up for success and there are so many great things I believe that God has for all of us, there is a role for us to play in stepping into that. You have a responsibility in discovering and finding out what this purpose and this calling is that God has for you. You see, the next few verses speak to that. Here's what God says. When you call on me, when you come and pray to me, I'll listen. When you come looking for me, you'll find me. Yes, when you get serious about finding me and want it more than anything else, I'll be sure you won't be disappointed. You see, there's a responsibility that we have in discovering what this purpose and calling on our life is. While yes, some people just say, if I just believe, then, then <clears throat> everything will fall into place. My purpose and my calling and my destiny. That's only half true. You need to believe. But the other half of that truth is you've got to respond. And, and go back, if I can, one screen to, to, to what he, God says, when you call on me, when you come and pray to me, I'll listen. In discovering your purpose and your calling, have you really pressed in? Have you really sought the Lord in what this calling and your purpose and the reason why you're here is? Have you asked God that? He says, when you come looking for me, you're, 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 you're gonna find me. Listen, God's not playing this game of cosmic hide and seek from you. He wants you to find him. He wants you to know and understand what this unique calling, this God destiny, this purpose is for your life. 
And oh, I love what God says. He says, when you get serious about finding me and when you want it more than anything else, I think that that's maybe where we fall off the pursuit train. We, we, because I, I don't know, maybe that's, maybe someone listening today, you're just a little confused or unsure about what God, because you have not truly been serious about pressing in. The, the, the things of the world are still enticing to you and, and we get detoured and sidetracked by, by everything that, that culture throws at us. I'm telling you, God says, when you get serious about finding me, listen, getting serious about understanding God's purpose and calling on your life, getting serious is not just for 70 minutes on a Sunday. We're, we're, we're talking, you, you know, there's a, what are you doing with the other 167 hours in your week? What are you doing to pursue God there? You say, we, 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 we show up and we, we lift our hands and we sing four songs and we're gone. And we think that that's enough for heaven to respond to us. I just wonder what might happen in your life if you got serious about pursuing God full throttle. M much like we get serious about pursuing God and some of the other worldly things around us and we could go on and on and, and I don't wanna make you mad because my role as a pastor is to make you feel good and leave here. And... <laughs> but you know what I'm talking about. Listen, God wants us and he wants you to know the purpose and the reason why you've been created. And he's got an incredible, unique calling on your life. It's our responsibility to pursue him and discover that. Are you with me on that so far? Yeah. So how, what does that mean? Let me give you three things real quick and we're gonna get out of here because I know that you guys are, well, you're ready. Football season, right? I see a Jason Witten on the front row. Brittany Witten. Thanks, Brittany, for coming. And so... Um, but, 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 but listen, number one, I want to encourage you, if you're really wanting to understand more, you, you, you've got to seek God for the reason you exist. Listen, so many of us have, have, have gone to conferences and counselors and, and nothing wrong with any of that. My, my concern is that um, the only one who really understands your purpose and why you were created is your creator. And we look into self-help books or we, 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 we watch an episode of Shark Tank and we think that that's our calling and we can go do what, what, whatever that is. I'm just telling you, seek God, the one who created you, for the reason you exist. So you confused today of why you're here on earth? Listen, I do know this. You're not just a pile of lucky mud. There's something greater. And God, the creator, the original originator, wants you to understand and know that. I would say also seek him to make life decisions that align with your purpose. Once you'd understand and know what your purpose is, orient your life around that. You know what my purpose in life is? This is mine. This is really easy. Don't steal it because it's, it's unique for me. Actually, this is not unique. You're gonna think, come on, bro. You got that out of a Cracker Jack box, all right? You remember when Cracker Jacks used to give you like, prizes or fortune. Anyway, you know what my purpose in life is? It's to take as many people to heaven with me as possible. And so, so here's what I do. I, I, I try, I'm not always successful with this, but I try my best to orient my life around that purpose. How is what I'm going to do right now going to help me take as many people to heaven with me as possible? 
I do make mistakes and I'm not always locked in and focused on that. Aren't you thankful we serve a God in heaven who is full of grace and mercy though? Come on, he's, he's not seeking perfection because he knows that none of us will ever be that. But, but he still forgives and says, you know what, Jason, you screwed up there, you're lug nut or you're distracted, you're off course a little bit, but listen, listen, I wanna bring it back. Let's rein it in, bro, come on. Your purpose, remember? And so I try to orient my life as much as I can around my purpose. And then thirdly, I would say this, seek him to stay purpose-minded daily. Listen, there are some major decisions that we make in life that I believe all hinge on the smaller in what we may label as insignificant decisions that we make each day. You make hundreds of decisions each and every day. What time should I get up, right? Should I wake up a little bit earlier maybe and pray or should I hit the snooze button another time? Should, 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 I, uh, should, should, should I turn off? Don't you, I love, oh, I love college game day on ESPN. It is the best Three hours, that's what I'm talking about. And here's the deal, my wife loves it too. Let's just be honest, right, don't you? Can I turn off that TV though, maybe, and, 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 and instead of watching another program and maybe dive into God's word as I keep my purpose in mind? Uh, maybe for some of you, maybe it's not about busting out early of church today so you can get to lunch, but maybe it's hanging out and just shaking hands and meeting somebody new today. Or maybe the decision that I have, hey, should I really, do I really need another boat? Do, do I really need a new one? Or, or, or maybe, maybe I can contribute towards that church building fund. I, you see what I'm saying? Listen, when you find out what your purpose is, then you orient your decisions based around that purpose. Not on your feelings, not on what's popular in culture, what other people are steering you towards. You, 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 you base it on what God has revealed to you. Are you, are you with me there? You've got to make those decisions. You've got to determine how you're going to orient purpose your life. And let me just tell you what Paul would say, some, some counsel that he would give us. He would say this, be careful how you live. Don't live like fools, like, but, but, but live like those who are wise, making the most of every opportunity in these evil days. He would say, don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to to do. There's a lot of unique masterpieces in this room today. You're God's poema. You're worth something. You're a craft, a masterpiece. You're crafted by, by God himself. Not just to be placed on a wall and admired or stand on a pedestal. No, no. You're crafted the way you are uniquely for a divine purpose. There's something that God wants to do through your life. And it's unique. Much like the giftings and abilities represented in this room, Paul would say it's the one and only spirit who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. What is that purpose on your life today? Will you begin to press in and seek and ask God? Listen, he'll reveal it. God's phone number, Jeremiah 33, three. Call to me. You remember when phones had cords to them? You used to stretch from like the kitchen to your little bedroom so your parents didn't listen. 
Of course, there was another phone and they oftentimes picked up and listened over. God says, if you will call to me, I will answer you and show you great and mighty things. God wants you to know why you were created. Call to him. And then this is my prayer for all of us once we understand that. Paul would write in Ephesians 4, he says, I beg you to lead a life worthy of your calling. For you have been called by God. When God downloads your purpose and when you come to understand what that is, run with everything you have that direction. I beg you, as Paul would, to lead a life worthy of that calling. Would you stand with me today? Ministry team, join me down front. I pray for the person in this room today, Lord, that struggles with identity or who they are. I pray for the person today struggling with, is there really anything that I have in me to to contribute to culture around us? Lord, I pray that right now in this moment, Lord, you would affirm every one of us in this room that there is a great calling. You, 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 you have something for us to accomplish of kingdom worth and kingdom significance. God, we're not here just to exist and punch a time clock for 74.6 years of our lifetime. We're not here, God, just to accumulate a lot of likes on social media and friends that, that follow us. We're, we're not here to just build larger mansions and accumulate more stuff. No, God, there is a greater calling on our lives. And I pray that we would hear what that is and find that what that is from you, Father, and pursue that with everything we have. It's not so that we can become puffed up and and gloat and brag about who we are. No, no, no. God, we want everything to point people to the great God that you are. Isn't God great, guys? Come on. You're worthy of it. And so, Father, I'm praying for a church that would no longer be satisfied with just existing, but that we would walk in this God-ordained, God-appointed, God-calling destiny on our lives we would seek to bring you honor and glory through it all, through the lives that we live. For the individual here today, Father, that's also struggling with a life issue, a hurt or a pain, maybe someone just needing a word of affirmation and encouragement, I pray that they not leave this room today without seeking that prayer and counsel from one of our team members down front. Use our words to speak identity and destiny into others. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said, thank you guys. You're dismissed.